Today. 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 Today with Jeff Vines. Twice every weekday on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media. Thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. What does it mean to parent the heart? Find out today on Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. What impacts a child's inner world is not standards for perfection. What impacts a child's inner world is not even rewards and incentives. But what really impacts the inner world of a child is an example of a parent whose inner belief has permanently changed his or her behavior. When new parents welcome a newborn into their home, instructions on keeping them healthy or raising them right are not included. Hello and welcome to Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Today, the enormous responsibility of bringing up godly children. Part of Dr. Yusuf's challenging series, Parenting 911. Listen now as Dr. Yusuf shares a personal message called Setting the Example. Somebody told me years ago that there are two ways in which you can see fruit on a fruit tree. One way you can see fruit on a fruit tree is by buying a bag of fruit and then taking them one by one and taping them to the branches. But then there's another way, and that is for the tree itself to produce natural fruit. But from a distance, they both look alike. From the outward appearance, they both look the same. For the casual observer, both trees look fruitful. You say, what has this got to do with parenting? Well, a great deal. Listen carefully. We saw in the last message there are basically two styles of parenting. There is parenting for outward appearance. There is parenting for outward performance. And there is parenting for the inner child. There is parenting of the external. There is parenting of the internal. We saw that there are style of parenting for outward appearances, but there is a parenting of the heart. There is a style of parenting for a temporary change in behavior of a child, and then there is a parenting of the inward belief which yields permanent change in behavior. I want you to hear me right. This is important. Because parenting for outward performance and temporary change in behavior, it's like taping fruit to the branches of a fruit tree. It will have an outward and temporary effect. But parenting for the belief, parenting of the spirit, parenting of the heart will be like a tree that produces healthy fruit. But here's the catch. Parenting for the inward belief, parenting for the heart must begin with a parent modeling change for his or her children. Beloved, I don't think I need to tell you this. You know it. That what children are longing for today, more than anything else, are role models. 
What impacts a child's inner world is not standards for perfection. What impacts a child in a world is not harassment and nagging for improvement. What impacts a child's inner world is not even rewards and incentives. But what really impacts the inner world of a child is an example of a parent whose inner belief has permanently changed his or her behavior. What children are desperate for today is an authentic change of life as they see it in their parents. Hear me right, please. I don't think for a moment that what children are looking for is perfect model. Little as they are with their limited understanding, they know that such thing doesn't exist. But what they are looking for is authentic role models. I don't think for a moment that children's lives are permanently impacted by parents who have split personalities. The public parent and the private parent. The parent who believes and behaves in one way in the church and with the believers, and then at home, he or she lives a different life. And that is why the first step in parenting 911 is the parent. Jesus tells the story about a parent, in this case, be a father. And he said this father had two boys. One boy is what we call a strong-willed child, and the other one is outwardly compliant child. And today we're going to look at the father, and the next two messages we'll look at the strong-willed child and then the outwardly compliant child. So I want you to turn with me to Luke 15. And Jesus begins by saying, there was a father. Some of your Bible said a man, but literally there was a father. You see, parenting begins with parents. Parenting begins with the heart of the parent. Have you noticed when you get on the airline and you sit down and, and uh, before you take off, the flight attendant comes on the microphone and says, um, you know, fasten your seat belt and all those good things you're supposed to do. And, and then says, in case of emergency, an oxygen mask is going to fall down. And you need to take that mask and you place it on your mouth and nose. But if you're traveling with children, you need to place the mask on your mouth and nose first, then on the mouth and nose of a child. I remember one time I said, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. How can the, the, the adult take care of himself first and not the child? But then I discovered there's a method in their madness. <laughs> and the method, method is very simply, if the parent gets so busy trying to put the mask on the child first and the child might pull it out and, and all this might go on, what will happen? By that time, the oxygen-starved parent is in no shape to help the child or himself. And that's why they do it that way. A healthy, breathing parent will be of greater help to the child. But an oxygen-starved fainting parent will not be of much help to the child. And Jesus is giving us a role model of a father who is modeling, who had modeled for his boys. And this father, as you look at the story, exhibited no harshness at all. 
He exhibited love. He exhibited generosity. He exhibited complete devotion for his boys. He exhibited total involvement in their lives. He exhibited an individual interest in each of their lives. And it goes without saying that this father instructed his children in the Word of God. Although both boys, in their own way, for a period of time, did not appreciate their father's modeling of his life, did not appreciate the father's godliness, yet they both came to their senses. They both recognized that later. I want you to listen to me very carefully. (laughs) Because parenting of the inside will always pay dividends even if you go through some temporary setbacks. The strong-willed son tried it his way and failed and came back in shame and embarrassment. But he came back. He came back. The outwardly compliant child did not appreciate his father's generosity and was feeling sorry for himself, but he could not dispute his father's love. And Jesus begins the story by showing how this father modeled for his children. In fact, as I said in this story, you find the father, no hint of abuse, no hint of hypocrisy, no hint of rigid dictatorship. There is no hint of harshness here. There is no hint of any of that. And yet, when the strong-willed boy grew up, he exhibited ingratitude. He exhibited thanklessness. He exhibited lack of appreciation. He exhibited no respect. In fact, he did worse than all of that. In a Middle Eastern culture, for an adult child to say to his father, give me even a portion of my inheritance, is nothing less than saying, Father, I wish you were dead. And that's the attitude of this boy. I'm going to, of course, talk more about that next message. But today I want you to focus on the parent modeling for his children and the blessings that come from that. You see, when children see not perfection, not perfection, listen to me, but when the children see authenticity, no matter how long they may run away, no matter how long they may suffer temporary blindness, no matter how foolish they may become for a period, they will come back. Let me tell you about a Yusuf philosophy about that. It's a kind of a homespun understanding. There has to come a time in the life of every child when he or she have to let go of mom and dad's boat of faith and get into their own boat of faith. In other words, there has to come a point in each child's life where they own their faith. And there's no longer, you know, because mommy told me so or daddy told me so, but because I believe so, the Bible told me so. Now, of course, there are some kids who literally would let go of one hand and then the other, and then they get into their own boat of faith very quickly, and that's marvelous. That's wonderful. That's great. That should be the prayer of every parent and grandparent, that this would be the case. And I think that's what happened in the life of the older boy, the outwardly compliant boy. He was in the water for a short period of time when he felt sorry for himself and felt jealous of his younger brother and the way the father showed attention on the younger brother. 
But the younger, stronger-willed boy, whom we call the prodigal, for him, it took eating the pig's food <laughs> to realize how good he had it in daddy's house. And what a great role model daddy was. Here's something I don't want any parents or grandparents to miss. Because this is important. Because this father was so confident that he had modeled a godly life for his boys. When this younger, strong-willed boy wanted to leave home, he said, go. In fact, he trusted in the promises of God. What does the promise of God said that this man would have known? It's Proverbs 22, 6. Train up the child in the way he should go, and when they're old, they will not depart from it. This man believed the Word of God. He trusted the Word of God. That's why he was confident. The insecure parent who are guilt-stricken, an unsure parent or negligent parent would have screamed and hollered and would have been punitive. He would have done anything possible to keep the boy from going. A guilt-stricken parent would, would have been trying to find out every move of the boy, probably hired some private detectives to find out what's going on. Because deep down, that parent knows that he or she did not model parenting of the heart. But in Luke 15, the father was so confident that he did everything right as he knew it. That he modeled parenting and godliness. And therefore, he knew deep down that the boy will come back. If it takes a generation, he's going to be back. He was so confident about that. This parent's confidence was in the promise of God that if you have done your part, they will not depart. In fact, the father, this father, was so confident that he did the unthinkable in terms of the cultural milieu, in terms of the cultural norm. He did the unthinkable. Back then, as it would be today, I'm assuming, <laughs> that the father was not under any obligation to give his son anything of his inheritance. Inheritance is a privilege, not a right. But this father did it anyway. You say, why did he do that? Why don't he say, get out of here, boy, until you get on your face and you come back here? No, 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 no. This father was so confident that sooner or later, the boy will come to his senses. That sooner or later, this boy will remember daddy's modeling of godliness. That sooner or later, the boy will acknowledge that although he kicked grace in the teeth, sooner or later he'll come back. Sooner or later the boy will discover who truly loves him unconditional and not the so-called friends and the hangers-on, but it's his daddy. Someone here today may say, I did not model parenting of the heart and the spirit for my children. Growing up, I want you to listen to me very carefully. With God, everything is possible. Maybe it's you as a parent who needs to sit down or call the prodigal and confess to him or her. Tell them that given the chances all over again, you would do it differently. That you would model godly parenting. Given chances to do it again, you would not have done the things the way you did them. And then trust the grace of God. 
Trust the grace of God to bring healing into the relationship. Trust the grace of God to do the impossible. Whether you have a strong-willed or outwardly compliant, trust the grace of God to do it. Beloved, I want you to listen to what I'm going to tell you. Part of modeling godly parenting is for your children to see you not be perfect, but be repentant. Children want to know. It's part of modeling. They want to see mom and dad repenting of their sins and asking forgiveness from God. Many times when I wronged my children, I would go and ask for their forgiveness, whether they're 5 or 15, made no difference. Children want to see mom and dad to be repentant and asking for God's forgiveness as part of modeling. I don't want you to miss the attitude of the father who did everything right. I don't want you to miss his attitude toward his son who did everything wrong when he repented. Don't miss that. Don't miss that because you have to understand this story from a Middle Eastern context. And in a Middle Eastern context, the father would have insisted that the boy would sit outside the house for at least one day, if not two, so that the whole village will see that the boy has repented, humiliated in the public eye. And then an exact punishment would be publicly announced of what's going to happen. All of that so that the population of the village would know that the father has preserved the family honor through strict discipline. None of that happened. I mean, it's run contrary to the norm of that day. The father, in fact, acts again in such a way that is so out of the ordinary. Because in the Middle Eastern culture, again, once you turn the age of 30, you must never run. A man must never run past the age of 30. Why? It's humiliating. It's degradating. You must always walk, and you walk with dignity. I remember many years ago, John Hagee and I were traveling back in the early 80s, and I called one pastor in a Middle Eastern country, and I said, now, where's the best place for us to run? He said, what? I said, well, I'm looking for a place to run. He said, you must not let anybody see you running. He said, in the Middle East, men over 30 don't run. I said, I'm sorry, I had forgotten that. I had forgotten that. The father humiliated himself. It's undone. It's not something that is easily done in that context of that culture. Instead of humiliating his son, who deserved to be humiliated as far as the whole world is concerned, he humiliated himself. Can you capture the image of the cross of Jesus Christ here in this story? Can you see the implication of the cross? When the perfect, sinless, holy, righteous God, a very God, Hang on a cross that belongs to every one of us. Instead of us, he took it on himself. Not only did he run to greet his son, he embraced his son, he kissed his son, he forgave him. And when the boy finally woke up to his father's modeling of godliness, modeling of love and righteousness, modeling of the heart, he felt shame that he did not feel worthy to be called this wonderful man's son, he said, the servant's quarters would be fine. But the father wouldn't hear of it. The father who modeled God in every way, cleaned the boy up, 
dressed him up, covered him up, covered his bare feet, sealed him with a ring, and called him son. Tapic fruit on a branch of a tree may look good on the outside, but ultimately will collapse. It will collapse. But modeling and parenting of the heart, oh, it may suffer some temporary setbacks, but it will always ultimately succeed. Young moms and young dads, you have an unbelievable, incredible opportunity to do, regardless of what your background is, regardless of what your parents did, that you have an opportunity to do something with your children that some who are already older now may not be able to do. But you have an incredible privilege, and that is to model for your children the parenting of the heart and then focus on the parenting of their heart and their spirit, not their outward performance, because the behavior is going to follow the belief. Let me talk again to all the moms and dads, because there is no use sitting there beating yourself up with guilt. God provided a way to gut out guilt, and that is the blood of Jesus Christ. And you, making the decision to do something about it. Confess it. Ask the Lord to forgive you for it, and then do something about it. Restore. Confess to the person. You might be a son or a daughter who's angry and bitter at the fact that your parents did not parent your heart, did not parent your spirit, and you're angry. Although you have never expressed that to them, maybe it's time for you to confess and say, Lord Jesus, give me an opportunity to be able to say to my parents that I love them in spite of what they did or did not do. Dr. Michael Youssef with a challenging call to parent the heart on Leading the Way. Would you like to speak with someone about how to begin and live a life in Christ? Start the conversation at ltw.org Jesus. Well, more than 30 years ago, God prompted Dr. Yusuf to reach into the city of Atlanta using local radio as a tool, and Leading the Way was born. Since then, his obedience and willingness to be used by God has taken Leading the Way far beyond Atlanta, into six continents in 27 of the world's most spoken and understood languages. Our teams connect one-on-one with brothers and sisters living under constant threat because of their faith in Jesus and help them grow through discipleship and fellowship with local believers. We've been privileged to impact many Afghani refugees in recent months. Before we run out of time for today, as an encouragement to our fellow listeners, I would like to invite you to share how God is using this program to encourage you in your walk. Of faith. I believe it is important to give testimony of how God is working in your life. And if leading the way is part of that, we would want to know. Please call us at 1-300-133-589. Once again, the number is 1-300-133-589. Do it today. Thank you in advance and God bless. And so that music means we're at the end of our time together today. Please accept this invitation to listen again next time, won't you? 
This program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth around the world. Learn more at ltw.org. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.